Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Out of the gates and ready to go. Outkick 360 is underway. Wednesday edition is here. Sixth and Peabody, our location. Clay Travis will join us later in today's show and in the final hour. Kurt Schilling will join us in studio. New podcast host, Kurt Schilling Talks Baseball on Outkick.com. Looking forward to that. Chad, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Hutton. Fired up, ready to go. Great guest list today. Should be a lot of fun. Primary complaint coming up in about 45 minutes, but we start where the show ended yesterday and and continues through the day and that's with Alabama hoops with coach Nate Oates and his initial response to the information that came out that Alabama knew about the information that came out though in the preliminary hearing for the shooting that took place on January the 15th involving a now former player Crimson Tide Darius Miles and a, a another person that a shooting that killed a 23 year old single mom and top player in the country, top player for the top team, right now projected to be the number one seed in the Crimson Tide, Brandon Miller, brought the gun to the scene, which was used in that killing, uh, according to law enforcement in Tuscaloosa. Nate Opes, uh, he, Chad, had a very, uh, an awful response to it, given the fact he's known about it since January 15th. And since then, it's been the last 24 hours, a bunch of discussion and uh, statements galore. Yeah, and I think we can play that, Nate Oates, with the so, initial statement, right? Because I, I, this is why I want for people to hear it and see it, because when we reacted to it yesterday, it was in a press conference where I had not had a chance to hear it or see it. And when I saw it, it was exactly the way it read in print, exactly the same way I read in print, right? When I read it in print, I thought, this sounds like someone who's trying to be dismissive, almost irritated he's being asked a question and says a lot of really dumb things. And then I went back and watched it, and it was exactly as I thought. Here is the initial response from yesterday from Alabama coach Nate Oates. Here is the situation. Just how comfortable were you with his, his proximity to that? And also, if there's any NBA scouts you might be inquiring, what would you say to them about that? Yeah, I mean, we've known the situation since... It's been, we've been fully cooperating with law enforcement the entire time. I mean, it's the whole situation's sad. I mean, you just think of it. We team close practice with a prayer for the situation today. Again, knowing that we had this trial today, I mean, you think of Jamia and her family and Kane. Really think about her son Kane that was left behind. So it's sad. We did, we knew about that. I mean, you know, can't control everything anybody does. Outside of practice, nobody knew that was going to happen. College kids are out. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he in any trouble, type of trouble on this case. Like, in the wrong spot at the wrong time. So we'll, we'll address it when uh, I'm sure NBA scouts will ask. They do their homework. But, yeah, I only think the article that it came out, it also stated Brandon's been interviewed. He's 
That is a, a total wrong answer for wrong place, wrong time. Not only wrong place, wrong time, you know, guys are going to go out. We didn't know that was going to happen. No one knew that was going to happen. And I, I keep coming back to so many people want to respond and defend the fact that, well, Brandon Miller's not being charged with the crime, so what is Alabama supposed to do? People, athletes are suspended all the time and face discipline for non-criminal-related activities. You don't have to be charged with a crime or go to jail to face a suspension or to be kicked off a team. There are things that happen all the time that don't go to the courts that guys are disciplined over. That This would obviously be one of them. We didn't know it was going to happen. What would you think, you out there listening, watching right now, if one of your buddies sent you a text saying, bring me my piece at 1.35 a.m. when he had been out at a bar drinking? Oh, no, no problem. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it right away. I'm sure that you know he just wants to go skeet shooting right now. Of course there's something going on. This is not some little kid. This is a guy who knows something was up, and he supplied the gun. It wasn't his gun. He had the gun for whatever reason, in his car, in his apartment, whatever. He had another guy's gun. He brought him his gun. But wouldn't you ask a lot of questions? Wouldn't you think twice about doing that? Wouldn't you feel terrible if that gun was then used to murder a young mother? There are so many questions that they cannot answer in a logical way right now at Alabama that's really baffling to me right now, Hutton. I, I have never never seen a more morally bankrupt story than what we've seen with Jermaine Burton and now this at the University of Alabama. Someone is asleep at the wheel, and they have sold out to, if we're winning, we don't care, and we don't care what people think about it. And I think there's way too many people carrying their water locally in that state, I think there's way too many people nationally carrying their water. Now, I, I did hear ESPN last night, Jimmy Dykes, during the Tennessee A&M game, say, I hope there's a better statement than that because that was awful from Nate Oates about what he said about the whole situation. So good for him for speaking out about Nate Oates. But I continue to go back to the fact that this guy's just going to play. Alabama's just going to be the number one seed in the NCAA tourney and they're going to rock and roll right along. And meanwhile, a young woman was murdered in c- connection to one of their players. And the star player scoring all the points for Alabama provided that person with the gun. And that does not sit well with me. It wouldn't sit well with me if I'm an Alabama fan or alumni. doesn't sit well with me as a fan of college sports. I do not get how there's not more heat on Alabama to suspend him or to kick him off the team. Well, I don't I, get I it. I think uh, the vast majority of the conversation is happening today and not yesterday when all this was being discussed uh, here and, of course, with what we saw uh, from the, the Alabama and Mid-South area and SEC coverage. I also say, look, uh, they've been playing him. Nate Oates said to begin that answer that they've, they've known about this. Um, that can go back to January 15th when this, when this shooting occurred. And no matter what, the fact that you're involved in this would make me, as uh, if I'm a coach, if I'm an administrator, if I'm a school president, whatever it might be, you can't just say, you know what? Wrong place, wrong time. Given the fact that for over a month, you've known that this took place and law enforcement, no, they didn't bring charges. They said they... They weren't bringing charges yesterday as well in the answer. 
But Chad, this is this is a mushroom cloud that's just starting as Alabama gets set for tournament play. And by the way, they played tonight. I uh, made a uh, call earlier just to ask someone who would be relevant to the situation there in Tuscaloosa if, in fact, he's he's playing regardless of the coverage of this. And as of right now, indications are, yeah, he's in the lineup. But he's been in the lineup since January 16th when they played in Nashville, right, against the Commodores. Um, yeah. Just right after this took place. The and, next day. Yeah, and I, I take That's that That's when he talked about talking to Ray Lewis, by the way. Right, yeah. And it was I, after that game. I, I take this to mean, yeah, he's playing, and... It, apparently, he tried to clarify his statement today. Here's uh, Alabama coach Nate Oates on the statement today with the hollow apology. Quote, I thought it was important for me to clarify the unfortunate remarks I made earlier. This entire team, this entire time, I've tried to be thoughtful in my words relative to the tragic incident, and my statements came across poorly. We were informed by law enforcement of other student-athletes being in the vicinity and law enforcement has repeatedly told us that no other student-athletes were suspects. They were witnesses only. Our understanding is that they have been fully truthful and cooperative. In no way did I intend to downplay the seriousness of this situation or the tragedy of that night. My prayers continue to go out to Jamia James, uh, Harris's family. I, I, I read this and I think this goes back to his initial statement, which was released, where he said, we're going to hop on a bus, we're traveling to Nashville, we've talked with the team. But he also gave out his thoughts and prayers to the victim's family. And I don't know how a month later you get a question like that and you're answering it that way, wrong place, wrong time, and you're referencing whatever the question was about NBA scouts and what they might think. you got to step back and just say, I, I honestly don't care right now. That's got to be the answer. And it wasn't. Instead, we have headlines today, over a month later, Miller connected to fatal shooting. Brandon Miller could have stopped tragedy. Just some of the Google searches you can make right now on what's going on at Alabama, and they tip off tonight against South Carolina. Well, this is what happens when you prioritize winning above absolutely everything. And, and that, to me, is what the University of Alabama is right now. They've leveraged their soul against success on the field or on the court uh, by not well, doing anything, because this is not just Nate Oates. That there are bosses ahead of Nate Oates that could do this. There's Greg Sankey who could come in and suspend him from the SEC. Greg Sankey's not going to do anything because Greg Sankey's right down the road in Birmingham, and they never do anything when it involves Alabama. It, it's, it's ridiculous that not one adult – I said this about to a much lesser degree with Jermaine Burton and Nick mm -hmm. Saban. The guy is able to do whatever he wants in his fiefdom. That's fine when it comes to the program, but when things are seen on video or now you have a young woman murdered in the streets – and it was an Alabama player involved, multiple Alabama players involved, we now learn. I mean, kicking Darius Miles off the team was a no-brainer because the guy, you know, he's, he's without bond right now in a murder case. Of course he's going to get kicked off the team. Do the right thing and kick Brandon Miller off the team too. And people want to come out and say, why are you going to ruin the kid's life? Why do you want to ruin lives over this? Someone was murdered. And I'm not trying to ruin his life. I'm not saying he should go to jail. If the Alabama laws are what they are, I don't want Brandon Miller to go to prison over this. I also don't want him to get the benefit of one shining moment. I don't want to see his face during the montage at the end of the tournament when Alabama's cutting down the nets. This is a stain and a cloud that will follow this program and follow Nate Oates forever. And by God, I hope that's the case if they don't do anything about this. 
I, for one, will be rooting like hell against Alabama. And it has nothing to do with a team affiliation of my own. It has to do with the fact they have done nothing. If they suspended this kid, if they handled this better, if he was kicked off the team, I'd have no problem with Alabama having success moving forward. The rest of America should be rooting against Alabama in this tournament and moving forward. And I understand sports aren't the most important thing here. I feel like I'm one of the few people that understand that right now when I look at what Alabama's doing with all this. It's sickening what's going on. It, it really is. I don't get it. I'm not going to go as far as our colleague Clay Travis, our fearless leader, who we'll have on later, who is demanding Alabama fire Nate Oates over this. I'm not saying that much. I will say this, though. This is something that will never go away, right? There are things that coaches have gotten in trouble with over the years that it still follows them around, even if they have tons of success after that fact. The fact that one of your players was involved in a murder and your star player, who's a one-and-done, aided and abetted by supplying that person their gun the night of the murder and was around when it happened, this will not go away no matter how many games you win. Now, if you win, great. Clearly, Alabama fans won't care. They'll be excited. They'll be happy. But it's never going to go away. Well, this is going to be the byline of Nate Oates' will, career. And if they don't do so, it may be the byline of Brandon Miller's career, too. Well, clearly not. Or, or, or the, even the contract extension for Nate Oates. Which happened on February 3rd? 3rd? Yeah, two weeks after, roughly. Uh, contract extension, roughly, what, $4 million annually? to keep him in Tuscaloosa. Um, now, aided and abetted, if that were the case, he would be charged with something, and he's not. And that's what they're leaning on. Well, here's what they're leaning on. So, And I, I've done a little bit of research. I am no lawyer, but I've done research on the Alabama statute. I think the reporter we had on yesterday said the same thing. They have to prove full knowledge that that gun was going to be used to murder someone, right? So there's no way to prove that unless there's a text message saying, hey, bring me this gun, I'm going to kill this person right now. And he responded to the text message, okay, I'm bringing it right away. So that didn't happen. But I just go back to common sense. If anyone you know asks for a gun at 1.35 a.m. when they've been at a bar all night, you know something bad is likely to happen. So you don't just mindlessly bring them the gun. Brandon Miller is guilty of that, of the very least. He didn't pull the trigger. He didn't kill the girl. All these things. I'm not saying he should be in jail. The law is the law, but everyone that's everyone knows something's going to happen. He should not have the privilege of playing for Alabama right now. Well, here's here's Th what that should be the case. Here's what we need to hear next. We need to hear why everybody there, law enforcement, president, AD, head coach, teammates, why everyone's okay with Brandon Miller's side of this as to why he was wrong place, wrong time. You have to give detail to that now that you've been sitting on for six weeks. That's the next step. Yeah. Because if you're willing to say, you know what? We believe him. He's a good kid. He had nothing to do with this. Wrong place, wrong time. You have to provide details that clarify and make sure that everyone's on the up and up with why he's on the court and not on the bench at the least. And they've yet to do that. Maybe he does it post game. But look, I, Chad, he's, he's from right here in Middle Tennessee. Yep. And a great player by all accounts. I think his mother's a police officer. 
No, so, that's uh, Darius Miles' mother. Oh, Darius Miles, sorry. Yeah, Darius Miles' mother, who uh, Darius is one of the two. D- D- Miles is the one that texted Miller to bring the, the, the gun, gun that then gave it to Davis, who admits to being the guy who pulled the trigger. I, I, I've got to hear their side of it. For whatever reason, they're dumb enough not to give it to us. And they continue to say, we've known about this. Tell us what you know then. Because if law enforcement's cool with it, and Alabama is, everyone deserves to, to hear that side while everyone speculates as to why or why not he shouldn't be on the floor, including Greg Sankey. Greg Sankey needs to explain why he's allowing him to take the floor tonight. And I'm watching, you know, like what happened at Michigan State, which is terrible, right? And yeah. you see the emotions of Tom Izzo and all the players and everything else, the women's basketball team playing over the weekend and emotions involved with that. And I just keep thinking back to, man, this all happened and it got out and a day later. Dude's playing right here in Nashville at Memorial Gym like it's no problem. That whole team, they go out there and win a game. That, that does not sit well with me. When you look at all this, Nate Oates in his comment, he seemed annoyed to have to talk about it yesterday. There is a clear lack of priority going on right now uh, with Alabama. And some may argue, well, hey, that's led to them being the number one overall seed. Well, great. That, that's, that is the case. But there's also a lot more going on that's going to follow that program around and I believe Nate Oates' career for a long time. And the fact that what you're saying, Hutton, is spot on. They need to talk about this. They need to clarify some things. They won't. Brandon Miller's never going to be made available to the media. They don't have to. He's not going to talk to anyone. So here's what I hope happens. I'm never one to hope that like some incident happens or people are throwing things or there's violence of any kind. They should be verbally harassed everywhere they go from here on out. That, that should happen to Alabama basketball. Don't know that it affects them one way or the other. Again, someone, you know, a girl was killed, and they went right out and played a basketball game and won right. shortly after. So I doubt some student sections, you know, chanting some things at them is really going to affect them. But I kind of hope that happens now until Brandon Miller is suspended or until he's kicked off the team. It is uh, it, it's sad, not just this incident, but the way that it was described to me uh, from someone else, Chad, um, that we're, we're connected to in Tuscaloosa. It's like, look, if you go into places, you have no idea who's carrying and who's not now. And that's part of the issue here is you send a text saying to bring the peace. And, you know, mentally, if that's what everyone else has, you're bringing it back to your guy. That's sad that we're in that state now where it's just assumed that you're going out and you're packing. Right? I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's the, very sad. And it's also very sad to see so many uh, adults defend that and, and, and act like, hey, I, he doesn't know. Started, you know. Someone's asking for their property. Come on. Well, but they're, they're, re- they're some, repeating the sentiment of the University of Alabama, which comes through Nate Oates in that statement. Which is dumb. Which I, wh- Why? Why would Alabama... Treat everyone like idiots. Why? Ask yourself why. Because they want to win. And Brandon Miller is their chance at the national championship. Period. That's it. This has nothing to do with any this has nothing to do with the victim. It has nothing to do with Darius Miles. It has nothing to do with anything else. All it has to do with the fact is they see an opportunity to win a natty for the first time in basketball, and they are going full steam ahead. Consequences be damned. Chance they will face be damned. 
Legacy of Nate Oates be damned. We will pay the man the money. We will continue to win at a big level. And we will play Brandon Miller because he's not being charged with a crime based on a technicality. Is there a code of conduct at the University of Alabama? I've seen plenty of instances at schools where things get held up because of a code of conduct for someone holding on to a weapon that doesn't belong to them or an incident in a dorm. And they have to sit a couple games before the university looks through it, not just the police system. That never happened. 2017 Vanderbilt rape case. Boyd, I believe, the wide receiver. Yep. He was, he knew about this. He did something, he had nothing to do with the actual events that took place, the horrific events that took place in that, in the Vandenberg trial. Yep. He's kicked off the team. And he's one of their top players at the time at wide receiver. For knowing. And, and I, I just, for you knowing know, about it. Another thing that I keep, you know, hearing and seeing on social, and I'm seeing it right now, people interacting with us on social media is, uh, every program would do this. You know, th- this is what every program do. I just do not believe that. Point to me an instance of a murder on a major college team and someone being implicated for providing the weapon or bringing it to them and then not facing a single one-game well, suspension, but two-game suspension, and anything. What makes, it, what makes it peculiar is they're not telling us why they're siding with the player it's, instead of the incident because they know they can't give a good explanation that's that's my but, my hypothesis is they have no good explanation so their answer is we'll give you no explanation we owe you nothing but the, i mean law enforcement's also saying that he had no clue that what was going on Again, law, like law, the, well, I think there's two there's two different things to look at here, right? They're well, not both saying, sides are saying they're okay with it. They're not saying it. we believe Brandon Miller had no idea that something bad could happen. They're saying we can't prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that he knew a murder was about to be committed with that gun. Those are two different things. I'm pretty sure if we polled law enforcement, they'd say, really dumb of the kid not to ask more questions and just to bring the gun to the guy on demand, and he probably knew that something was up that he was requesting a gun then, but we can't prove that he knew a murder was about to be committed. So I think those are two different things. They're not saying Brandon Miller's totally innocent and he didn't know anything. They're saying we can't prove enough beyond reasonable doubt to charge him with something that he absolutely knew that gun was going to be used in a murder. Or even provide evidence to a judge that would then proceed to a grand jury to prove you have a case. The other thing is I'm sure that Brandon Miller has been cooperative with authorities. Yeah. Is part of this. And providing information to Nate Oates and the program. Yeah. Hit us up with your thoughts. You can join us on social at Outkick360. Chad mentioned the chat in YouTube. You can just join us there. Subscribe at Outkick360 on YouTube. Coming up, CJ Stroud and what the surprise team, maybe surprise team that could be interested in drafting the Ohio State QB. That's next on Outkick360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
Kurt Schilling will be joining us in studio today at 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer, Old Smoky Moonshine. Welcome back. Outkick 360, Hutton and Withrow. Coming in in about, uh, well, it'll be in the final hour. Clay Travis will join us as well in the final hour of the show. Uh, we don't get enough hate mail yeah. anymore, right? We don't, right. like, you know, interact. We interact in certain ways. And no but calls. Not all the ways. So we got to take the hate mail on air sometimes that we get. Sure. Because I love it. You know, it, it sort of does fuel us. We don't get the same level as Clay. We can ask him about some of the hate mail he's received. But Roscoe on the YouTube chat. You, you, ready to, you ready to hear these four straight messages that have been fired off yes. to us? From Roscoe, I haven't seen a more clowny segment on this. What in the world did I just listen to? What a clown fiesta. I'm just stunned by the toxic combination of ignorance and pride on this. And then I responded and said, yes, Roscoe, we are such clowns for thinking that someone should know better than to bring someone a weapon at 1.35 a.m. right before that person murders a young mother. How dare we? How dare we, Roscoe? That was my response to him. Loaded, by the way. There's one in the chamber, according to the text message between Miles and Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, this from Jeff Darlington on ESPN, a, quote, very important Packers source, end quote, says that Aaron Rodgers will be back with the Packers this season. That's developing, but that's the first we've heard of the two staying wow. together. And I've been teasing this. I like I, The one side of this that has played out the last two years that I will not overlook again is the fact that he just stays where he is because he's done it twice. I kind of don't want him to, as sad as that sounds. But, Chad... The odds that he emerges and says, you know what? Green Bay's my home. I don't end my career there. Swan song. Maybe so. I, I, can't, I can't believe it. They also, I, I, just, I can't believe there's a possibility that he's going to be back in Green Bay. I can't. There's also a... a the, they said they were disgusted with the claim that longtime Packers reporter Bob McGinn said that on the Go Long podcast said that Green Bay was disgusted with, with Rodgers. Well, they're disgusted with that. They're disputing that, saying that he's going to be back. Whoever the source is. But again, Darlington on ESPN minutes ago saying that. I mean. The back and forth saga continues. Is he officially out of the darkness retreat? No, I haven't seen that. Okay. We got to wait for Pat McAfee to see his appearance to find out about it and know that he made it out safely. Uh, and Now, just I'm updating this in real time. Tom Pelissero of NFL Network. I would say nobody told me they're disgusted with Aaron Rodgers. I think that is natural when you give someone an unprecedented type of contract, basically ripping up the remaining contract and giving them what amounts to a three-year, $150 million deal last year. You're anticipating you're going to get somebody that's fully bought in and going to play at a really high level. So if that's the case with Aaron Rodgers, right, if that is really bought in playing at a high level – I do not believe that translates to every situation. I think Tom Brady, if Tom Brady is playing uh, w the worst team in foot, if he's playing for the Chicago Bears, you know, in a one-year deal, he is fully locked in and he is ingratiating himself with all things Bears and that organization yeah. and that offense. I don't think that translates to every situation for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is more of the type that, and I'm not saying he doesn't work, and he's not locked in or any of that. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's been that throughout his career. But at this stage in his career, I think it's going to take very little for him to get off track in terms of being locked in, right? Agreed. Could be something from the outside. 
Could be uh, the GM didn't do what he said. Could be the coach. I don't trust him with certain things. A lot of different things that could throw him off track. So it's still, to me, going to take the right situation. C.J. Stroud, one of the quarterbacks maybe Green Bay would consider if they don't have him because, uh, or if they do, who knows? They drafted Jordan Love in the first round. Um, C.J. Stroud, though, a surprise team, maybe. Chad, you and I were, saw this late yesterday. The Dallas Cowboys have been linked to C.J. Stroud as a possible pick by this unnamed source. Yeah, so this is a report from uh, fansided.com, yes, yes. right? Like, yeah. I, I little skeptical okay. when I when I read a fansided.com yeah. report, uh, you know, anything that has fan in it, that's not, you know, like FanDuel Sportsbook putting out okay. uh, lines I'm, I'm a little skeptical on. on. But an unnamed source from fansided.com says that Jerry Jones really likes C.J. Stroud. I don't buy it. So it's, fa- it's Fan Nation. But I'm Fan with, Nation. Yeah, and they do. I inv- didn't even know that they one. They have reporters across the, the country, uh, across the league. Um, but the report reads, I don't know the how, quote unquote. That's key here. I don't know the how. But Dallas is absolutely intrigued by Stroud. The how is, is the important piece here. Because you have Dak Prescott under a massive contract. He has the second largest cap hit going into next season currently. And... You've invested long-term in him. Plus, where Dallas is selecting down in the first round, it's 24th. Um, they, the, the moves they would have to make to get up to make this a reality, I don't think they can afford to make the move and whatever it would take to get rid of Dak Prescott, which they're solely invested in. Here's the other thing, too. And call me crazy for this. Because I get, you know, billionaires can be, you know, a little bit shady to get what they want at times. But Jerry Jones doesn't strike me as a liar Mm. when it comes to when he talks publicly. His his thing is he maybe says too much honestly at times, and there's too much honesty behind what he says weekly. Right. But even after this game, he's saying, given a year and all the preparation, if we're back in the same spot with Dak, I'm very confident that he'll play better and we'll win in this spot a year from now. That doesn't sound like a guy thinking about upgrading with a rookie quarterback. Well, no, and he's not getting any With a lot of other people, I'd say, well, that's coach speak or that's what he has to say or anything else. Jerry Jones is a lot of things. I don't think he's a liar when he talks about his team or what he likes or doesn't like. I think he'd well, either say very little or he would tell you that he doesn't like what he's getting from Dak Prescott if that was the fact. And I don't see that being the fact. And he's not getting younger. I think he, he likes Dak Prescott title. too much, honestly. Yeah. So I, I don't see this being a possibility. But what is it? If Fan Nation? Fan Nation. Fan Nation could very well prove me wrong if it turns out to happen. So uh, did you see the story? Speaking of Stroud, he said that Ohio State, so he didn't have social media, right? He'd, he was focused on the game. He has a Venmo account. Yeah. And opposing fans would get creative in order to talk trash to him, you know, the hate mail. They would go to his Venmo and send him a very small amount, you know, maybe pennies, and there would be a, a, a note attached to it. And CJ, on his, uh, on his haters, said, for me and my teammates, man, being at Ohio State, you have, you have, <laughs> if you have any source of social media or type of technology, Ohio State fans have it. So I was getting DMs. I don't have social media throughout the season. I was getting DMs on Venmo, the money app. From fans telling me play better, things like that, all the all the trash talk that's going on, and they would get small donations uh, from across the board. 
So yeah, circuit little message boards. I, I I would even get a little more clever with this if I'm CJ Stroud and said, hey, if you want me to play better, you should have put more money in than those pennies that you were. Yeah. Hey, here's a five grand well, to stop throwing interceptions or to beat Michigan. Maybe they did. Maybe they've already True. put money in the coffers and they. See now, I'd like to see like that. This is probably uh, some sort of violation. And what if the NCAA starts investigating? That these are Ohio State fans sending him money, and this is going to somehow lead to an investigation. That was my first thought. I also thought this is really clever of people to do this. Um, I've never quite understood, though, the, the fans' mentality of, I'm going to get onto someone as part of my university. Yeah. Right? Like, there's just, you got to think about what is the reward to that? Like, what's the risk-reward, right? The risk is really nothing because, I mean, maybe that guy, that player outs you on social media for being an idiot or whatever because you're going after them personally on Venmo well, or some social media app. But to me, the risk is you just turn people off from your own program <laughs> if they get enough of that hate, right? Well, I mean, losing three times in a row to Michigan would put Ryan Day on the hot seat, too. He, he, that's probably where he got the most it, of it was that second half. Of I think if you're Ohio State, right, if you're one of these programs that there's a big spotlight on you, and there's plenty of them across the country, the, just the negativity you get from a show like ours or anyone else's is enough. I don't think you need the fan negativity on top, on top of that, yeah. right? Like Danny White, who's now the, the AD at Tennessee, said uh, the famous line about, text a buddy. You know, the moment you think it's going really south, instead of just firing off the tweet or uh, hitting up one of the players in the team and saying something mean to them, text a buddy about how mad you are and about how upset you are with the performance. That's a lot more productive to do that. I think it's probably a pretty good stance for a lot of fans who are upset with their team's play. At Outkick360 is where you can chime in. So uh, Novak Djokovic wants to play in Miami at the upcoming tournament. But to do so, he's going to ask for special permission in the United States due to not being vaccinated. Right now, you can't travel in without uh, the, the vax approval until like mid-April, I believe, is when it expires. And he's going to need to get in earlier than that. But, I mean, the fact that we're still discussing this and it's, it's him that you know, went through the Australian Open and now is trying to play in a tournament here. Get it done. And maybe they are. Maybe they're going to give him approval here. But this has got to be something that isn't a story for much longer. I don't, I don't even understand how we're still in a spot where he has to somehow register anything in order to be able to do it. Like it, it may be a very easy process. Like, okay, you're good to go. I think about our Super Bowl experience a year ago in L.A., and a lot of it was because of California laws, but... We had to jump through a lot of hoops to prove that we had a vaccination card. We had a lot of things, right? Everyone on Radio Row that was a part of the media had to prove a lot of things. This year, well, nothing. Had to prove a lot of things, but then once you got there... They didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. Yeah, but my point is the charade. Like, we're talking right. about a charade here, optics. right? Optics. It was just to optics. To go through it. Yeah, but the optics existed then. I don't think the optics even exist now. I think the optics are just to ignore all of this and to act like you know these mandates never happened for most places that I've seen. I think it's kind of to go away from it and to not really talk about it and to not make it a thing. So I'm amazed that this is still a thing with tennis in the U.S. Coming up, primary complaint 
we are ready to go to air our top grievance of the week and how Todd Monken chose the Ravens instead of staying at Georgia. That's next on Outkick 360. Coming up, the connection between the Baltimore Ravens and Todd Munkin and how John Harbaugh got the OC he wanted. Details coming up. That is what we call in, in the business well, a tease. There's a connection that. that we should have made that was so simple it was a layup in all of this. First, though, it's time to air our grievances. It's time for primary complaint. It's time to air our top grievance of the week. You can complain all you want. My job is so unfulfilling. Don't run away from your feelings. It's time for a primary complaint on Outkick 360. Guys, my primary complaint is the latest example of big corporate news media not allowing local outlets the ability to dig. It happened in Tuscaloosa. Think about what TMZ breaks in terms of what the police, especially in Los Angeles, find out. We've known since January 15th, according to Nate Oates, that Brandon Miller was present and supplied the gun, brought the gun to the scene back to Miles. But yet it's February 21st, when Culpepper, the detective of law enforcement, gets on the stand at the preliminary hearing and everyone learns about it through social media. The investment isn't in sports. It's not in actual hard news coverage. It's just a bunch of gossip. And the media is not to blame. Those viewing, the eyeballs, if you want to know this when it actually happens instead of coaches and universities and law enforcement sitting on it, Invest in what you want to know, which to me, this is important. That's my primary complaint. My primary complaint is the Milano Cortina Olympics 2026. I love Italy. Never been. Would love to go at some point. Have not had the Italian. pleasure yet. Uh, but the fact that, and by <laughs> the way, Milano is Italian for Milan, as we know it here in the States. That, that I do know. Uh, these are two cities that are four and a half hours apart. I went to the old uh -huh. MapQuest and looked at it, and they are sharing the Olympics. This would be like Atlanta 1996 being Atlanta-Nashville 1996. It's an equal drive, about four, four and a half hours. You can't just start piecing cities together. It's either the Milan Olympics or it's the Cortina Olympics. The fact that you are hyphenating and you're adding cities to the Olympics, to me, defeats the whole thing. If you wanted to go to a small country, if you wanted to have the Slovenia Olympics, I'm fine with that because it's one word. It's one place. These are two very different cities that are four and a half hours apart that are sharing a winter games, and it does not sit right with me. Again, Milano Cortina 2026 is the same as Atlanta Nashville 1996, which makes... Absolutely no sense. I hate it, and it's my primary complaint. Chad, how far can you get away, like a distance-wise, before we hit that threshold? Well, in the Atlanta Olympics, as an example, they had 
Uh, some of the events were in Chattanooga. Yeah, for the they whitewater like the Akoi, Yeah, that's yeah. fine. But it, it, it wasn't the uh, Atlanta-Chattanooga Olympics. They just happened to have some events there. You can go to Cortina for some of the events four, four and a half hours away, but Cortina doesn't get the shine. It's Milan. People know Milan. It's the Milan Olympics. It's not both. That, yeah. That's my issue. Well, my primary complaint, actually, uh, it's part of the Olympics, uh, but cycling. I don't know how often you guys run into this issue, but whenever I'm on the road and I come across a cyclist who is like thinking they own the entire road, it can be pretty problematic, especially trying to get around. If it's a two-lane road, you're on the back roads a little bit. And I just don't understand how the, the common courtesy of, all right, I'm going to make sure I slow down, allow this car the opportunity to go around. Whenever you're going to be going 15 miles an hour tops and you've got maybe six, seven cars behind you, I would like to put forth the proposal that you get like one free bottle throw at a, a cyclist each year. I doubt I'm going to get many people to go along with that. But at this point, you're not the only one entitled to the road. Move over. Let other people go by. This the, is you remember the day we brought this up and the cyclist that oh called in. Oh my gosh! If you want to get some, uh, a, a this community, is another reason why we need calls on the show. Yeah, Let's if you get want this going, if you want to get a community fired up, oh, then you say something about the cycling community, and it, they will get. I, I think it was like a guy called Bicycle Boy. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, in, that was him. That like went Bicycle through Boy. the statutes of you know we own that street just as much as you do in your fancy little cars with engines that go faster. You can get the, the cycling community fired up in a heartbeat, no doubt about it. But, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. It, it's like time and place, right? I think there's a time and place for where to ride your bike. I get that laws, you know, protect them to go where they want. Yeah, daylight, that's I, a time and place, daylight. I, I like to go by the law of common sense. You know, not just the laws that are on the books. You know, like if you bring a gun to someone at 1.35 a.m., yeah. it's actually aiding and abetting into a murder if it happens five minutes later after you hand the person the gun. That would be a common sense type thing that may not cover the law. I feel the same way about cyclists. You know, go somewhere where it's more conducive well, so to cycling that doesn't I, completely halt I my I think day. we're being generous by calling this the cyclist. A cyclist is going a little bit faster than your average guy on a bike the bike messenger yeah (laughs) this is guy on a bicycle not cyclist yeah true i'd prefer to say cyclist because it sounds fancier i like to church things up a little bit the guy on the bicycle thinks he's a cyclist yeah i mean look it's just don't stop my day like anything that inconveniences (laughs) me you know is something that's always going to bother it's perfect fodder for primary complaint when something inconveniences us and then we don't want to deal with it anymore they have to stay on the right-hand side of the road, Davey. So if he's if they're on the left, you're good to go. You're good to lay on the horn. Duly noted. Uh, so this is the connection for Todd Munkin to Baltimore. Tom Crean connected them. During his time at Georgia, uh, Munkin's wife and Tom Crean's wife became great friends. And then Crean connected John Harbaugh because he's – Related to the Harbaugh family, right? Yeah. And that- Tom Crean is married to Joni Harbaugh, okay. who's Jim and John's sister. So Todd Munkin, offensive coordinator for Georgia, national championship years. He is now the offensive coordinator in Baltimore. And that sparked the relationship between Munkin and Harbaugh. So Georgia fans now are Tom thinking, Crean. not only did Tom Crean do nothing with the basketball program yeah. and ran into the ground his time there, but he also gave away our great offensive coordinator to a, a brother-in-law in his time here. So 
Hats off to Tom Crean and his time in Athens. Really productive for the Bulldogs. Well, so that- he sucked throughout, and then he also introduced a guy who was doing very well as offensive coordinator to someone that eventually gave him another job. So here's Munkin, who said this uh, recently. Athens Online has this. If I was going to do it, meaning take the job, I was going to be somewhere that was parallel to Georgia. Part of the reason I went to Georgia, one of the main reasons, was because of the culture. Head coach, winning, really good on defense. Obviously, trying to find a way to be better on offense. I thought that was parallel, and it would fit me. And so he went with the attitude of Baltimore is the pro equivalent of Georgia, and I'm here to take the offense to the next level. And he may be right. I mean, that's... With Lamar Jackson, yes. Yeah, and also I think that, like a lot of people, he's looking around and saying, there's a lot of stuff I don't have to deal with in the NFL that I have to deal with right now in college. And he and just more money isn't always the answer. And he said, it was something I really wanted to do, NFL. Yeah. And I've always wanted to do. That doesn't mean I'm not grateful for Kirby Smart and the coaches I work with there. I get way too much credit for our success. I came in there and the culture was already set. And I'm excited about what's next. You can't be two places at once. Neither can Lamar Jackson, but he needs to be in Baltimore for Todd Munkin to have success. Headlines next.